What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Dots of She Said with Danny podcast. Danny and I are just losing our minds, having a good time today because we have one of the most special guests that we will ever have on the podcast yes. coming to our show today. The Orioles, DH, first baseman, outfielder, the best hitter on the team, Trey Mancini. He is in the running for comeback player of the year after everything he went through last year. He was diagnosed with cancer about a year ago. He went through surgery, chemo. He is now in remission and he is back to playing baseball. We can't wait to see what he does in 2021. We're going to talk to him about all of that and so much more. Plus, we grabbed some Twitter questions from you guys, which we are super excited about. And one of those Twitter questions is, who is the pitcher that you own? and the pitcher that owns you. So we'll make Trey answer that question. It's so good. And what you can't see is we're both wearing orange because we're supporting, we gotta support. So we rock in the orange right now. So Trey is a guy who in his three full major league seasons has hit at least 24 home runs. And so we have to find out, you know, what kind of expectations has he set for himself this year? What is he gonna bring to the fans? What kind of show? The other thing I think I'm really interested to hear is about Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey is currently slated to be the home opener. That Matt Harvey, the same Matt Harvey that's had some injury struggles and, and just career struggles. But I'm excited to hear from Trey what he's seen from Matt Harvey this season. And it's Trey Mancini. Like, it's going to be a really good show. Plus, we're going to talk about Adley Rushman, Ryan Mountcastle, Bruce Zimmerman, Brandon Hyde, all the big names for O's fans and so much more. So let's welcome Boom Boom into the podcast. What's up, hey. Trey? Hey, how's it going? Trey, Boom Boom is back. What's we are so excited to see your face. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. Thank you so much yeah. for hopping on the podcast. We oh, are yeah, so excited. Yeah, that you are healthy and that you are smiling. Oh my goodness, seeing you out there in spring training has just been incredible. And we can't wait to see you on the field in 2021. So we're going to dive right in. It has right. been a year for you. An absolute... Uh, you know, Esho of a year. I can't even imagine. And you just celebrated your birthday. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. So as you celebrate your birthday, how do you reflect on what the last year was like for you? Yeah, it's something that, uh, you know, I still can't believe it happened, to be honest. Um, you know, and, and this had all happened around my birthday last year. Um, you know, I was diagnosed with colon cancer March 6th of 2020. Um, had surgery March 12th, which is which was the same day everything shut down. And then on my birthday, March 18th, I found out I was going to go through chemotherapy that day. Um, so, you know, the next six months were really long. Um, it was a very, very difficult time in my life, obviously. And it was difficult for a lot of people last year too, dealing with COVID. But, um, you know, coming full circle, being back here at the place I was diagnosed and being healthy and feeling good. Um, you know, you never know, you truly know how you're going to feel until you go through a lot of games in spring training. And I can happily say that I feel great and like I can play every day. Um, so I'm just really thankful that, that that's the case. We wore our orange for you, by yeah. the way. Yeah, we didn't even that. plan this at all. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to put the orange yeah, on. I, didn't I don't get the own memo. It. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. should have told you. We should have told you. So it's been a ride. It, I'm sure a lot of emotions and, you know, you go from your diagnosis to your surgery to chemo and now to remission. Is there a lesson that you learned throughout the year that sticks with you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I certainly, um, you know, every day I wake up, I'm really appreciative. Um, it definitely puts a lot of things in perspective. Um, when you're facing a life-threatening illness, like I was, um, you just really appreciate being healthy and, you know, being alive. 
Um, you know, the whole time I, I wasn't really thinking about baseball too much. I was just thinking I want to do whatever I can to prolong my life and live, you know, another 60 years or so, hopefully. Um, and um, that's all I really cared about. So I make sure to still be thankful every day of where I am and, and um, you know, the position I'm in. So you're back on the field and you go through this Grapefruit League opener. You're in Sarasota and you step in the box and the place goes crazy. Not only Orioles fans and the fans that are there, but the opponent's fans and the team in the dugout. I believe you played the Pirates. And I saw the video. The video was emotionally overwhelming for anyone watching it. What was that like for you? It was incredible. I wasn't really expecting a lot uh, just because it was just, you know, a spring training game um, and I didn't really make a big deal of it. But then when the moment came, it really was emotional. It was it was awesome. I wasn't expecting, um, you know, to have those emotions kind of come up like that. I wasn't really expecting an ovation, um, you know, from like you said, not only the fans, but my teammates and the Pirates players. It was incredible and, and such a good feeling for sure. I know that Orioles fans are super dedicated. They're some of the best fans in the game. I grew up around Baltimore, so I've been going to Camden Yards forever. What do you anticipate the reception is going to be like for the home opener? I'm excited. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I love uh, when they bring out the orange carpet for our opening day. Um, I love all those festivities. And I think this year, even more so than my first opening day, is going to be um, really special. I'm going to really try to soak in every moment of that. Are you going to be able to withhold crying? I'm going to fight try. those tears. Yeah, I don't, I don't want everybody to see me doing that. But um, <laughs> I, even thinking about playing this Thursday um, at Fenway, um, you know, it has already, you know, I've already started thinking about it. And yeah, it brings up some emotions. It's like crazy. Um, it hasn't really hit me until this week that I'm going to be playing in a major league baseball game. Because um, there are a lot of times last year that I, I really wasn't sure if that would happen again. What does it look like right now? Because we know that everyone is wrapping up this week and opening day is, is literally, you know, it's a few sleeps away. So what, what does it look like? Are you on the move and, and how are you feeling? Yeah, so right now it's, you know, towards the last few days of spring training, everybody starts getting a little antsy. We're all like packing up our places down here. We're packing up our stuff in the locker room to, to get ready to go north. Um, so yeah, we, we have an off day tomorrow and then a workout Wednesday and then we're flying up to, to Boston after that. And we have opening day Thursday. So a lot of moving parts. Uh, like I said, the end of spring training is pretty crazy, um, but it's, it's really exciting. And I, yeah, I feel like it's my rookie year all over again, just because of what happened last year. And because of what happened last year, you are now part of the Colorectal Cancer Alliance, which is such an important cause. And the Orioles said that the proceeds from the shirt that you put out, the fight shirt, uh, raised almost $80,000 or north of $80,000. What an incredible you know, accomplishment. What does that mean to be able to have people support you like that? Yeah, it's incredible. And it didn't surprise me at all. The fans in Baltimore, like you said, you grew up there. So, so you know how dedicated the fans are to us and, and the Ravens. They love their sports teams. There's only two of them there. And, um, you know, they're diehard. Good years, bad years, it doesn't matter. They, they love their players and they're going to support um, causes that are near and dear to the hearts of, of their athletes. So it, it didn't surprise me at all, but uh, it was very humbling for sure. We're going to need some of those shirts, right, Danny? Yeah, I'm sure there's still a few floating out there, but um, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll try to some. make that happen. We'll make yeah, sure to no, get some, yeah. We'll be getting some for sure. So, you know, you're prepping, you, you're having a good spring, and I'm sure that you're excited to just get back. You've hit at least 
24 home runs in each of your three full major league seasons. So what can Orioles fans expect from you in 2021? You know, due to, to what happened last year, I'm an intense player. I, I always hold myself to a high standard and, and that's not going to change. Um, and I'm really excited about the young group of guys we have that are coming up too. And I'm excited to be a part of this offense because I had a lot of fun watching those guys last year when, um, you know, I couldn't go up there with all the protocols and everything, but I had a really good time, you know, watching them um, every night and I'm excited to be back and be with them. Your name has been mentioned in the Comeback Player of the Year award category. What would that mean to you to win that? Oh, that would be incredible. Um, it's something I really haven't given too much thought about. Um, you know, it's it's a long season and and you hope that, you know, health-wise you can hold up and, and put out a good performance. And, and um, you know, if I win it, that would be awesome. If not, so be it. But, um, you know, to even be in the conversation before the year starts is, is really cool. So you mentioned, you know, you get to watch a lot of your teammates last year and see what they were doing, but a lot of prospects are starting to make some noise too in the Orioles organization. Are there any that stick out to you? You're hoping to see their debuts in 2021? Yeah, we've got a lot of exciting guys um, down on the farm. I've, I've seen a lot of them in person, obviously, this spring. Um, obviously, Adley Rushman was the first pick in 2019, and then he's as advertised. He's a really exciting player. Um, one of the most talented hitters and and behind the plate, he's amazing too, that that I've ever seen. Um, so whenever he does make his debut, that's going to be a really exciting one. Uh, we've got some really good pitchers in the system too. Um, D.L. Hall, um, a few guys down there. Um, we got a, a few guys in trades um, the last couple of years. Grayson Rodriguez is is down there too. And, and those guys are really exciting and, and part of a huge, you know, we've had a big influx of talent in the organization the last few years, and it's turned from one of kind of the lower ranked farm systems to one of the top ones now. And, and um, you know, the, the front office should really be proud of that. How about rookie Bruce Zimmerman? A lot of people are comparing him to John Means. How accurate is that comparison? Yeah, they're definitely different pitchers a little bit, I'd say, um, but it's a very good and very accurate, um, you know, comparison for sure. Bruce, um, and John have both taken the opportunity that they've had and they've run with it. Um, you know, John from, I remember John made his first start at the end of 2019, the improvements he made that off season and into that next year and to have the consistent performance that he had in 2019 was incredible. Like he, yeah. he works so hard and I've seen that in Bruce too. And I'm expecting a really big year from Bruce and, and it's been really fun to play behind him this spring. We'll go down the line a little bit more. What about rookie Ryan Mountcastle? He is, yeah, he, he's a stud. Um, one of the best hitters I've played with. He, the, the dude just loves to hit. He wait, he rolls out of bed and he can be tired in the morning. Um, you know, Mountie likes his sleep, but, you know, even if he's sleeping, <laughs> I feel like he can hit homers. That dude was born to hit. Um, and I'm excited to, to watch what he can do this year because it's it's exciting and, and it's special. The sound that, you know, comes off his bat whenever he's even taking BP, um, a lot of guys can't do that. So um, I'm, I'm really excited to see it in person. I think a lot of fans are also curious and excited to see Matt Harvey, which talk about a comeback. I mean, he's dealt with struggles and injuries in his career, and now he's part of your starting rotation. Right now he's slated to be the home opener. So how do you feel about what you've seen from Matt Harvey and what fans can expect this year from him? Matt works extremely hard. Every time I see him, he's in the weight room, um, you know, either working out, getting ready for the day. He, he, he's a really hard worker. 
Um, and, and that's what I really noticed about him this spring. And he's a great guy too. He's so much fun. And, and um, it's really fun to have a veteran presence like that. Somebody who's pitched in a world series, who's been at the, the pinnacle of the game um, at one time, it's really good for, especially the younger guys on our team to have somebody like that around. And he stepped into that role perfectly. So it's, it's been awesome to have him around. By the way, now that I think about it, you're 29. So you have so many young guys on this team. Are you kind of a veteran? <laughs> I'm like, the, I really am. So it's crazy. I was a rookie. Are you one of the longest tenured guys? Like one of the youngest guys on the team. And yeah. all of a sudden I'm like maybe the longest tenured guy on the team, I think, which is crazy to think about. <laughs> but I like, you snap your fingers, you look up and it's a totally different group and you're kind of the old guy. So are you the um, team yeah, dad? 29 is definitely no spring chicken. I'm, I've, I've definitely admitted that to myself, but, um, but yeah, it's definitely a role that I've embraced and I've been enjoying. So wait, That's what, great. how does that work for you? Like are the younger players doing TikToks or listening to music? That's a little Some, like, yeah, especially <laughs> like the guys kind of over at the minor league camp. Um, you know, yeah, there's a lot of TikTok. There's a lot of terms used that I've never really heard before. My, my, I'm really close with my cousins. They're both in high school. They live an hour and a half away um, from, from Sarasota. So they're in Winter Haven in my hometown. They teach me a lot of the terms. I just don't, I don't get the TikTok. I don't get a lot of these terms kids use these days. I really don't, but they try to teach me. And, and, um, yeah, I'm really seeing that. That's how, you know, you're getting older is you just can't really like understand a lot of the lingo going on around the locker room so do you have an example for us like of a term that you've you've learned somebody said the other day somebody said like i'm goaded at the sticks and i guess that means that you're good at video games um and just the term goat you know everybody says sticks for a video game controller i yeah so i heard that and i was like what what is that? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, wait, that leads me to ask you, like, you have this great insight into this amazing team, this young team, a vibrant team. Like, for those who are like, I don't know about the Orioles. I don't know if I'm, I'm in on them yet. I'm not sold. Like, what do you say to them? Because you're giving us this, I mean, regardless of if you understand the lingo or not, like, you've got youth on your side. Yeah, we've got a lot of youth. We've got a lot of exciting young players um, with fun personalities, too. I know, you know, the past few years, um, obviously, we, we haven't gotten as much coverage as a lot of teams. So a lot of fans in the league don't know a lot about the Orioles or who's on our team and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, if you, like, look down our lineup and, and you get to know the guys, like, it's a pretty funny group. And, and um, it's turning into a really special group. A lot of the guys like Hayes, Mullins, um, DJ Stewart, Mountcastle, they all came up together in the minors. So they're like a really close knit group. Um, and it's, it's really cool to see that in action at the major league level. I can just picture you guys being like the Marlins were last year. And when I know there were a couple of sports reporters who were like, yeah, yeah, we love the Marlins. We love the Marlins. And someone was like, well, who's on the Marlins? And they're like, yeah, we can't name anyone. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 bro. If you're going to root for the team, if you want to call them bottom feeders and act like you're so cool, you need to be able to name the players on yeah. the team. So yeah, you get we're going to school everyone. Too. Yeah. On the Orioles before you guys get really, really good. And then everyone will know. Yeah. All yeah, right. I totally agree with that. So we got a couple of questions for you. Yeah. He loves it. You got a couple of questions for you from Twitter. This one's from Dan. He said, I always like when guys get asked who owns them and who they own. Usually there's one pitcher that they seem to hit well and others that they can't touch. Oh, man. Um, okay, so I know who I can't touch. It's Joe Kelly. Uh, so whenever he went out to the Dodgers, I was certainly happy about that. I only having to face him once every three years. That dude has my number. I can't figure him out. Um, and I think... 
if I faced him 10 times, I think I've struck out probably nine and maybe put the ball in con put the ball in play one time. Um, I, it's a really uncomfortable at bat. And yeah, I have not figured Joe Kelly out. Um, as far so as good. Send I him own, West. I love it. <laughs> yeah. As far as who I own, I don't know if I technically like own anybody in particular. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of who, like a pitcher that I've surprisingly had some success against. Um, for whatever reason, I think like whenever I faced Severino on the Yankees, for some reason, um, he's, he's such an amazing pitcher, but for some reason I, I zero in well and, and, um, have put up good at bats against him, but I wouldn't say I own him. I mean, he's gotten me a couple times too, but I'm trying to think of like a really, really good pitcher that I've, you know, that I know that I've had some success against and, um, he's one that comes to mind. Okay, so Seve, you're six for 12 with a homer in your career. So yeah, you do pretty well against Severino. I got two more guys that you you bat pretty well against. I'm going to give you the stats and see if you can guess them. How's that sound? Okay, perfect. Okay. You're seven for 16, a 438 average, and a couple of extra base hits. He J-Hack. currently pitches. Okay, that is one of them, but those aren't the stats for Hap. Those are the stats for... Stroman. Stroman, yes. there you go, there you go. You want to know your stats against Hap? Yes. Nine for 29, 310 average, 690 slugging, two doubles, and three home runs. So, yeah, you got Jay Half's number pretty pretty good. He So, he had my number for a long time, and then I had a period where I had some success, and then he made adjustments. I think, yeah, with him and a lot of other pitchers, it's kind of a chess match. Every time you face him, we each make adjustments. Um, and then, you know, one guy might be ahead at one point, and then the next time it turns right around. So, um, that's the nature of the league. So a lot of that, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, like kind of sporadic um, success, I'd say. I love that you love know it. that. It's the game. Yeah. yeah. It's the game. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. We have one more from our friend, Scotty Braun. He said, I think Trey's favorite player growing up was Ken Gurphy Jr. Has he ever met the kid? And if not, what would be the first question he'd ask him? Yeah. So he was one of my two favorite players. I haven't. Um, I, I honestly, if I were to ask him a question, I want to know what it would be like to like be on the same team as your dad. The fact that that happened is crazy to me. Um, I think it's one of the coolest, you know, things that's happened in baseball. And I know it's happened a couple other times too, but uh, father and son to be on the same team together um, for somebody to play that long. And then for the son to make it, you know, at such a young age, um, the chances of that are pretty low. So I think that's what I'd ask him about. Um, and, and um, so he and Richie Sexton was actually my other favorite player growing up. I used to love watching him hit. Um, I always like thought we were kind of like similar the way we hit and everything. And I, yeah, like Richie Sexton was one of my favorite players to watch too. That's so good. And it's so cool that the father-son duo, I mean, they were successful. It's not like they just played. They were some of the best in the game. So yeah, yeah, uh, that'd amazing. be That'd be great. If we ever get Griffey on the line, we'll make sure to send him your Yes. Yeah, yeah, that would be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trey, time for our rapid fire. You're basically a Marylander at this point. I'm going to go ahead and say that that's okay because I am a Marylander. <laughs> so here's your question. Crab cakes or football? What does Maryland really do? Oh, football. I got to go football because I hate seafood. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm in the wrong place and everybody gets mad at me when I say that, but I just don't like seafood at all. Um, and the Ravens have been good for a really long time. So right now I say football. Okay. Love it. 
All right, what about where does a Natty Bow rank on your list of delicious beers? Oh my, uh, unfortunately gonna have to offend the Marylanders again. It's pretty close to the bottom. It, it ain't good, I can tell you that much. It's, it's a glorified Natty Light. <laughs> natty Bow, for those that don't know, is a Baltimore beer and it's basically what you use at a party for filler. Cause like- yeah. It's, you don't it's want kind of like water, how, like, like hanging like, around in the south, like things like people drink it because it's you know what people drink. You know, it's a Maryland right. thing to do. Yeah, that's right. These are going so well. Okay, uh, the Wire, best show ever or slightly overrated? Yeah, I'm going to be offending a lot of um, Marylanders. Slightly overrated, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I, I loved it. Fantastic show. Uh, I don't think it's the best. A lot of people say it's without a doubt the best show of all time. Um, I think Breaking Bad and The Office for comedy, those are my two favorite shows. I think those are the two like <laughs> pinnacle shows for sure. Um, I think The Wire is definitely, I can name a couple of shows that I liked better than The Wire, um, but I, I did love it. I did. God, your honesty is just speaking yeah, to me right I now. Love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's what we Very asked honest. for, right? Yeah. Yep. Most definitely. Okay. What about your favorite famous Notre Dame alum? Oh, um, I got to go with Regis Philbin and, and he passed away, you know, at the, I think the end of last year. Um, yeah. But he's definitely, I think one that a lot of people didn't know that he went to Notre Dame um, and he's such like a beloved figure. Everybody loves, there's nobody who didn't like Regis Philbin, I feel like. So um, it's somebody that you're proud to be in a, a fellow alumni with. Did you ever get to meet him? I never did. No, um, I, I've gotten to meet some some pretty cool people through Notre Dame, but I, I wish I did get to re meet Regis. Hmm, that's wild. I love that. All right, Anthony Santander has a huge UK fan base. Something that the UK fans need to know about this Venezuelan, uh, you know, absolute uh, dynamite. Yeah, so I mean, Anthony's one of the nicest guys I know. Um, he, he's one of my good friends on the team. And um, yeah, something they need to know, I'm trying to learn Spanish. I know it's like a little late, but I would like to get at least like decent at it. And, uh -huh. and Anthony's um, been helping me out. Like I'll, he'll say something, I'll ask him, you know, whenever he talks in Spanish, I'll ask him what he just said. And I'm like, really trying to pick up some things. And I think on flights this year and and road trips and stuff i'm gonna either get like the duolingo or rosetta stone and i'm trying to like learn some spanish and anthony's helping me out oh i love that i'm on the same page as you i'm trying to to get there yeah i'd really to love back. to yeah i've always wanted to and i had a lot of spanish in school and for some reason i like haven't yeah. retained it so i'm like it's like really a muscle you have here. to train it you have to keep you, it you up have or to, you lose have to practice it, it every day you can't just go to class for yeah 45 minutes and think that you're no. going to learn it. Yeah. No. Okay, Trey. In 2013, you were ejected from an Iron Birds game for drawing a line in the dirt after a call third strike. You're like, yes, I know this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when do we get to see angry Trey again? I, I'm laughing because the umpire that ejected me actually was umpire of our spring training game yesterday. He's the oh. guy that he'll, he umpires in the AAA, in AAA sometimes, in the majors sometimes. Um, so, yeah, I actually brought it up to him yesterday. Um, Eric what is his name. Um, but yeah, I've apologized many times since oh. that, but, um, but yeah, I, so I wait, try wait, not when to... you, Trey, when you brought it up to him yesterday, what did he say? Oh, he was just laughing. I, I, I had said something like, I, I didn't know that was an auto ejection at the time. And I was just coming out of college. So I, I hadn't in college, you're not allowed to like look at an umpire the wrong way. And mm -hmm. if you get 
if you get thrown out of a game in college, you're suspended like 10 games, which is a fifth of the season. So, um, so it was my first opportunity to really let an umpire know how I felt. So I thought I'd take advantage of it. And I drew a line, you know, 10 inches off the plate where the ball crossed. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I'll, I definitely can, can get angry. I'm definitely most intense when I play baseball. That's probably the only time I'm intense. I'd say, you know, I definitely turn into, um, a much more intense focused um, person when I'm when I'm on the baseball field and and I feel like that's what's given me a lot of success so I try not to like show it too much or be too animated but um, you know a lot of times if if I get out I'm I'm not thrilled with myself I'll say that so will we see angry Trey this season I hope not. I hope not. Um, Cause if everybody sees angry Trey things really, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not too happy. So I, you know I hope it's bad. Not. Yeah. We <laughs> haven't seen him in a long time. I think. <laughs> All right. Maybe you'll dress up as something else. You love dressing up. We've seen Joe dirt for rookie dress up. You dressed as a Chicago bulls basketball head at some point for Halloween. Oh as a yeah. Kid. When I was a kid for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, anything coming up that we can expect for, for Trey dressing up? No, I think that was more of a, a younger me thing, you know, for Halloween, I'd, I like dressing up, but um, no, we'll, we'll have the rookies do that. I'm, well, I'm uh, finally. What do you think, think? What do you think? I mean, you've got so many rookies. What do you think you guys are going to have the rookies do? I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering if we should have a theme this year. It's been a few Ooh. years since we've done it. Um, I feel like in 2019, I'm not sure if we did a rookie dress up. So we might have some third year guys who are rookies then even dressing up this year to make sure that they do it. So um, what a treat will probably be our entire team or most of our team um, is, is zero to three guys. So yeah, well, I'll try to think of something good for them. And we'll just make a shirt that says team dad on the back for you. Yeah, yeah you there we go. <laughs> team dad. So Trey, Melanie Newman shared with us that you shared that last season you would watch games in your living room and you'd, you'd focus on some of the pitchers that maybe you didn't fare so well against, take some dry cuts. Who were some of those guys that you were, you were really like zeroing in on and trying to see how you could adjust to them? Uh, so it was, it was mostly the guys in our division who I knew I'd, you know, hopefully be facing um, the next year if I was able to play. So I just made sure that I would, yeah, kind of like take some mental notes on what they'd throw guys and, and things like that, especially guys that I hadn't seen before. I know there are a couple rookies that came up last year who are going to be in rotations this year. Um, you know, the Red Sox have a couple um, and, and Blue Jays have a couple young pitchers who are good too. So, um, you know, obviously last year the Orioles played in the division the whole time in the NL East, which I knew we'd be playing them this year. So I tried to take notes on all the pitchers that they face for sure. Wow. Anyone specific stand out to you? Um, I, so the Blue Jays, I forget his name, but he was the rookie last year. It throws like a hundred. Um, yeah. Nate Pearson, is that his name? Oh, maybe? oh. yeah, Nate Pearson. Yeah, yeah, yep. I think that might be it. But yeah, I remember him, like guys that I had never seen before. Um, you know, I wanted to at least watch and, and see what they got. And I was impressed. Hey, speaking of videos that we saw recently um, or, or that we heard about recently, we saw that this week at spring training, you guys all lost your sleeves. I don't know where they went, but they just disappeared. <laughs> Yeah, it was like a yeah. gun show this week. Yeah, we showed up one day and, um, you know, it was on the board. It was like mandatory, no sleeves today. And like we, one of the clubhouse managers was walking around with scissors and just, you know, they're like, pick a shirt you want cut. And we all wore cut off. So I was just a fun, you know, it, it's even the spring training has some dog days in it. And it was just a good change of pace and something fun to do that day. And um, I hope we do it more because I, I enjoyed it. Wait, who's the teammate with the best arms? 
Ooh, Santander. Yeah, that dude's jacked. That's something else the UK fans can know too. <laughs> They'll love that. They'll eat that up. All right. A couple years ago, you were the best man at your friend's wedding. What was the funniest part of the speech? Um, oh man, I'm trying. I had told a lot of stories. Uh, we grew up in central Florida, like I said, in Winter Haven. Um, and most of our team was very country. A lot of them would like going fishing with their bare hands, things like that. So um, it was just a very, I'd say, country heavy team. And me and him were not at all. We were more like kind of city kids almost. And, um, you know, weren't really too interested in going fishing. And I think they called it gigging. And they, like for our team, they'd go four wheeling and all this stuff all the time. And, and um, me and him didn't. So I just talked about and, and our coaches were like, we're still close with our whole team. So a lot of them were there. So they all got kind of a kick out of me um you know talking about that a little bit roast fest that's what it yeah. was <laughs> best man's speech turned into a roast yeah <laughs> all right what about a show that you watched last year that you'd want a cameo on a show uh so i watched ted lasso um mm -hmm. towards the end of last year and um it's one of the best shows that I've seen in a long time. I loved it. I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, yeah, we thought it was going to be like a kind of dumb, silly show. And it was really good. It was a heartfelt show, like very funny, hilarious. Um, and I really got into Premier League soccer last year, too, during COVID, because it was the only thing on. So I started taking an interest in it. Um, and I think Jason Sudeikis is hilarious. So I, I'd go with that show. What's Who's your Premier League team? Uh, Aston Villa. Okay. I remember when I was a kid, I always said I liked them. And then I decided to get back into it last year and, and um, you know, kind of picked that picked up that fandom again. All right. How about one thing about your manager, Brandon Hyde, that people don't know that maybe is a little uh, more off the wall? Something about, well, well, something that's, I guess, a little off the wall were the sleeves where his, it was fully his idea. Um, you know, he wanted, he wanted to do that. He does such a good job of doing fun things like that. Um, and he likes doing, you know, travel themes sometimes too. Um, you know, every so often we come up, he, he comes up with a pretty good travel theme for us. Two years ago, we all dressed up like Andrew Kashner. And um, it was a really fun trip. That It was hilarious. And, and it was Hyder's idea. So he's really good about, um, doing things like that throughout the season. And, and he's all about clubhouse camaraderie, team bonding. Um, he's one of the best managers slash coaches I've had in that regard, as far as wanting all the guys to be close and, and um, a tight knit group. And he does a great job with that through things kind of like that, like the, the Kashner dress up or the sleeves, all that stuff. He'll kind of, you know, throw you for a loop on certain days and, and make it really fun. I feel like this year you guys could all dress up like Dean with that flow. I mean, is there, is there a better yeah, flow he, in the yeah, league? He's, yeah, so he he is the, probably the best candidate to, to dress up as. Yeah, he's got some – dude's got some good flow. You got to say, because Rio cut his off after last year. I'm disappointed. Yeah. How do you say his last name? Kramer? Yeah, Dean Kramer. Dean Kramer. Dean Kramer, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a full head of hair for, for anyone. Oh, yeah, most, most definitely. Got the slow-mo going. People are into it. Hairbender is what they started calling him. All right, Trey, we wrap up every podcast with an embarrassing story. So it could be something from your childhood or something that happened to you recently or something that was just so cringeworthy that you lie in bed and you're like, oh, I wish I could get that out of my head. So what's something that you can share with us that's totally embarrassing that the fans will find super relatable? 
Uh, okay. So this is probably one of the last times I ever pitched in a game. I was like probably eight years old. Um, and <laughs> I was throwing like a no hitter through four innings and I was warming <laughs> up in the fifth inning. All of a sudden I just like, I was like, I've got to go to the bathroom so bad. And I was so embarrassed. So I like just dropped my glove and ball sprinted to the bathroom. Um, I was in there for a couple minutes and then came back out and, I just, I was so embarrassed. I thought everybody was laughing at me and, and, um, you know, all, it, I had the spotlight on me. There are a lot of people at my game. And then I went up there and let up like 10 runs. Um, and it was just, it was awful. And I, I have a bad taste in my mouth from my pitching days. And I think that's why. <laughs> at least you didn't go to the bathroom on the mound. You know, you didn't that's just true. say, yeah, you got to yeah. stay on the mound so and do it that glass, way. That's a half full way to look <laughs> yeah. at it. For sure. Yeah, we've had a few of those. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> Trey, thank you so much for hopping on. This was such a pleasure. We are so happy to see you in good health first. And second of all, um, back on the field and ready to crush it. Boom Boom's out there, man. We're so excited yeah. for you. Yeah, let's do it. I, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks so much, Thanks, Trey. Andy. Thanks, Alexa. Yeah, yeah, good to see you. All right, you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.